Welcome to 50 Ways to Succeed at Work, where you hear stuff about ways to succeed even the most well-intentioned colleagues, advisors, careers officers and HR departments may never get around to mentioning. This is episode 26, Come Clean and Why Cover-Ups Can Damage Your Career. An imaginary tough journalist meets an imaginary Ford Motor Company executive in the 1980s. Here's what their interchange might have sounded like about an all-too-real, well-documented disaster. Thanks for meeting with me to discuss the Ford Pinto. Yeah, but I'd really rather talk about our new Rangers. The Pinto was way back in time. Yes, but, you know, it is such an important case story of cover-ups and the damage they can cause. Well, all right. Let's admit that when we launched the car in 1970, there was a serious design flaw, which we knew about. Could you elaborate on that bit, please? So, crash testing early in its development cycle revealed that the fuel tank's filler neck tended to disappear. This spilt gasoline under the car. What was worse, bolts sticking out from nearby brackets could easily puncture the tank. So why didn't Ford fix this obvious fault? Well, I'll be frank, as it was before my time, to fix the tank would have to cost an extra $11 per car. That's not much for dealing with a potentially lethal situation, yet you chose to do nothing. Not me. Uh, I want to stress that it was the management at the time. Some clever soul calculated that paying off Pinto owners whose cars caught on fire cost less. One of your intrepid reporter fellas unearthed a memo in which our then bosses said that settling burn victim lawsuits would save the company $70 million more than remedying the fault. Look, I'm sorry to raise this, but a year after you launched the Pinto, one driven by Lily Gray stalled as she entered a California freeway. A Pinto was rear-ended by another car travelling about 30 miles per hour. Here's Pinto's gas tank, ruptured, revealing gasoline vapours that quickly spread to the passenger compartment. She and her passenger both died. After publishing that expose, a jury awarded $125 million in damages to the man injured in the burning Pinto. Yes, I mean, it, it was the beginning of the end for the car and the start of a public relations disaster. We recalled 1.5 million Ford Pintos a few years later, and the whole affair took us years to live down. As I understand it, it also damaged a lot of people's careers. What do you think the main lessons are from this disaster? I'm glad it wasn't my career, and the whole sorry story is now well behind us. Ford now attaches a very high priority to safety. Any other lessons in your opinion? Yeah, well we, we learned from our mistakes to take responsibility for them. In the end, it's not about avoiding punishment or costly penalties, it's about doing the right thing sooner rather than later. Now let's relate this true story to your situation at work. When it comes to severe mistakes, people have three main questions. How do I apologise to my boss for a big mistake? How do I forgive myself for my failures? And how can I avoid mistakes damaging my career? If you make a big mistake at work, tell the boss. Don't try and cover it up. In most organisations, significant and even minor errors nearly always surface at some stage. Use respectful and sincere language to explain how you're dealing with a situation. Avoid excuses or inventing a story to explain what you did. Instead, say how much you regret what happened and make it central to your apology, not your excuse. Let's suppose you do it right and early enough. In that case, an apology may save your job and convey impressive maturity and professionalism. For example, by thoroughly explaining what you're doing about the situation and what you've learned from the experience. 
Express your willingness to improve and acknowledge that your colleagues' concerns are valid. While your boss may forgive you, can you ever forgive yourself? It's something that concerns many people. Some people find it hard to pardon themselves after a big mistake. Others find it easier after reflecting on it and coming to terms with it. When you make a big mistake, be honest about what's happened. By facing the consequences, you may be able to let go of excessive guilt. Guilt can drive you to over-apologize, plunging you into unrewarding and excessive soul-searching. Instead, apologize to those on the receiving end of your mistakes and ask for forgiveness. Spend time trying to repair the relationships. In talking about what happened, remember it's about them and how they feel. Spend time trying to repair the relationship. In talking about what happened, remember it's about them and how they feel. It's not about how you feel and your distress, or how the mistakes have affected you. Finally, people involved with a mistake at work often wonder how to avoid it damaging their career. When everyone else can see it's your mistake, don't be the only one trying to back out of it. This can backfire and make you look insecure. Take responsibility rather than arguing or trying to avoid blame. In an era of finger-pointing and judging others, it's a sign of confidence to own up to an error. Identify specific learning from your mistake and share this with your senior colleagues. Then it's time to move on. People take their cues from how you behave. If you act as if the world has fallen apart from your mistake, you will amplify how others see it. People need to see you able to handle yourself when things get tough. So what action am I proposing? Well, firstly, hiding mistakes at work is a poor strategy. Coming clean is easier and more effective. Work hard to put things right after a mistake and have something to show senior colleagues. And finally, admit any mistakes sooner rather than later. With minor errors, avoid too many abject confessions. And my takeaway from all of this? Managing mistakes can affect your long-term success. So come forward early on the big ones. You've been listening to an episode of Andrew's 50 Ways to Succeed at Work. For more episodes, subscribe free to my regular weekly podcasts. You can catch up on past ones at the50ways.site, where you can also become a foundation member with access to e-learning units, further reading links, and the forum where you can ask questions, share problems, and join a growing community of people who seriously want to succeed at work. Now there's a new book and an audio version called, you guessed it, 50 Ways to Succeed at Work. Buy it at Amazon or the50ways.site. Unmissable. Thanks for listening and bye for now until next week.